the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget to have a big seminar coming up in early February, about three weeks from now. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. It's going to be in Cooper. Bertino going to be talking about income and retirement. That's a big issue for me. Stock market is what I look at on a daily basis, but we also talk about insurance, investing, retirement. We talk about healthcare cost in retirement. It does pay to walk 30 minutes a day and floss every day, in my opinion, to keep you healthy, to keep the cost of retirement down. NASDAQ up one little fraction yesterday. One-tenth of one percent, but it's up. It was an interesting day because the Dow was down 1.1%, tied towards a couple of financial institutions underperforming. Goldman Sachs posted its biggest earnings whiff in more than 10 years. Crypto prices continue to chug higher, though. Whoa. Having quite a year so far. University of Texas at Austin, one of the largest public universities in the nation, banned TikTok from its Wi-Fi and across its wired networks yesterday, and not because someone made a call-out video of um, the university, but because Texas Governor Greg Abbott' recent decision to forbid state employees from having the app on government-issued devices. In the last few months, we've seen the United States bar, or some parts of the United States bar TikTok from government devices. Government government officials all the way up to President Biden, who last month signed legislation that banned TikTok from federal devices, are on the edge of national security. And it's, it's a really odd thought. TikTok invading our information. It's unlikely that most students at the University of Texas, Austin, Auburn, or any other school that bans TikTok in the future will ditch the app. 67% of 13 to 17-year-olds have used the platform, making it the second most popular app behind YouTube. YouTube's one of those powerful weapons that Google has that they're going to need to lean on in the near future, in large part due to the disappointment of cookies and ad searches and how they're um, they're just not getting what they want out of governments worldwide. Google is not. Google, Alphabet, same thing, right? What else do we have to hit on? Microsoft is ready in the pink slips aggressively. 10,000 plus Wall Street likes it when people get laid off. It's an interesting debate that I'm having right now with Adam Phillips from EP. Well, it's not a debate. It's just a conversation that has. I want to see job losses. He wants to see earnings cuts. They kind of go hand in hand, in my opinion, and in his too, probably. But I'm more focused on job cuts. The producer price index for final demand decreased one half of 1% month over month in December. Um, the index for final demand, less food and energy, increased one tenth of percent month over month. Um, positive bias on Wall Street today. On a year over year basis, the producer price index 
the final demand showed us that final, uh, demand was up 6.2% versus refi 7.3% in November. So things are moving in the right direction. There's a slowdown in year-over-year headline and core PPI. The absolute levels remain very high. Remember, in the Goldilocks world of investing, we want inflation somewhere between 2 to 4%, hopefully 2%. And then wages can grow 3% and we're all winners. That's the ideal. Uh, but when we went to 4%, 5%, 6%, 7%, 8%, 8.5%, you know, we're getting much lower now from the 8.5%, but 6.2% is still pretty high in the ideal world of 2 to 4%. Four we can tolerate, but barely. 4.1, not at all. <clears throat> That's what we're dealing with out there. So it's improving. European Central Bank policymakers pushed back against earlier reports that the ECB is apt to reduce the sizes of its rate hikes at a policy meeting in March coming up. Inflation is expected to return to target by 2025 in Europe, according to the ECB, European Central Banks. Worthy of note, yes, end all be all of what you should be using for decisions, probably not the best idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Gains in mega cap space are boosting index performance today. Bigger than expected decline in month-to-month PPI, fueling the narrative that Fed may be apt to stop raising rates sooner than previously thought. I'm talking with Adam Phillips. I'm going to update my YouTube channel later today because I recorded it yesterday. We edited the video yesterday. We got it through compliance yesterday. I'll post it this morning. Uh, but Adam was one of the things that he was talking about was we're playing with the commentary of 2022 was a year of maybe the first half, like this transitory inflation sticking, isn't it? And then by the end of the year, it was like inflation's really bad and interest rates really started getting aggressive in 2022. So it's probably inflation sticking around. And interest rate hikes by the Fed. This year, we're expecting interest rate hikes by the Fed to end. End just commentary. And it, this is not science. It's it's constructive. It, it can be changed. Uh, mid-year. And then maybe even a cut by the end of the year as we start seeing the effects. Because it takes about nine months for an interest rate to bleed into the economy. So we're still in full force bleeding mode. We're not in any way, shape, or form used to this higher interest rates. Let me just give you an example. Mortgage rates are way higher than they were a year ago. Inflation is way higher than it was. uh, Mortgage rates are way higher. Credit card costs um, are going to crack 20% this year on your APR annual percentage rate. That's too high of a number, in my opinion. And we will leave it at that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There was a sharp turn lower in uh, treasury yields due to the weakening dollar. Another story from last year that hung around too long was the hike, uh, the, the dollar moving higher. And now we're starting to say, wait, 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 wait. Let's turn that around. Big headline story today is Microsoft is laying off 10,000 employees during the pandemic Microsoft, Google, Apple, Facebook did everything they could to grab onto as many employees as they could. Their stocks were soaring. 
If you're getting two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten billion in market cap, why worry about two hundred, four hundred, six hundred, eight hundred million dollars in cost of labor? Microsoft acknowledged that there's a slowdown in revenue. Companies that take a one point two billion dollar charge. Lower headcount is a big story for tech stocks this year. A big story that could develop in the second half of the year is more regulation. And government regulation would probably be headline bad for these companies, but would be stock price good in the long term. If you were to split up a company like Google or Microsoft or One minute. Apple, you would have some of the parts are greater than the whole for shareholders. Rising prices have prompted companies to become more careful about technology spending, hurting prospects for the tech stocks that outperformed other market sectors year over year. Today, we see retail sales stumbled. Monthly producer prices fall. Retail sales fell more than expected in December, pulled down by declines in purchases of cars. That's interesting. December is that month where you kind of want a strong December because December is Christmas, and Christmas is the retailer nirvana. You want the retailers to make their money in December. It's kind of just the the way of capitalism. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Wall Street's crystal ball is a little bit on the broken side. You'll recall that even I was saying the start of the year is going to be tough. The end of the year should be a promising finish. And we started promising, do we give it back? I don't know. The the crazy thing is we have a lot of jobs in the United States, and you don't tend to go into recession when people have jobs, but the higher cost is way higher for the cost of living, whether it be eggs, cars, but you're also seeing slashing of prices in a lot of things right now. So deflation's happening. The market makes a mockery out of anyone who tries to predict it. I get, I do this 55, 60 hours a week. I live, breathe, and die this stuff. I pay attention to everything in a financial kind of metric. And if you, sometimes I laugh because I'll get an email from someone who's like, I'm using a website that costs $4 a month and I like the ideas that they have on shorting stocks. I'm like, you really shouldn't short stocks. I've never met anyone who's wealthy who short stocks. Um, that's not totally true, but I've never met someone who's average wealth or below average wealth who's not. Okay. I've never met anyone under a million dollars who can short stocks effectively. That's a better way of saying it. So you're not going to create a lot of wealth. You can hedge some wealth. That's where hedge funds come in. But anyhow, um, I don't think anyone could have predicted what happened last year with interest rates. And I don't think anyone could predict what's going to happen in the next couple of days on the stock market. When you take a look at what investment bankers said was going to happen this year, they're already off to a bad start with the markets rallying. Now, again, it's it's early. It's early. And I'm not going to be all judgy. I don't think that does anyone any good in any way, shape, or form. So Microsoft cutting 10,000 employees. Apple, I don't know. You tell me if you think what's going on here, okay? So yesterday, Apple said, oh, yeah, we got some new Macs and some... Um, it's a new product with the new higher end processor. 
And it made it look like it was just a new product announcement, but it was actually, if we remember, that product didn't arrive on time last year, or not enough of it did. So I don't think it's as big of a hit home run new product as you want it to be. Listen to this. Apple just introduced another new item this week, a $299 HomePod. The new HomePod is available to order online and in Apple stores starting uh, today, and it's available on February 3rd. They ended the HomePod a couple of years ago in favor of a smaller, more affordable HomePod Mini. The original HomePod was priced at $349, never gained traction of the cheaper Amazon Echo or the Google Nest products. Apple cut the price in 2019 to 299 Then they discontinued it. The new HomePod, <clears throat> which I like. I, I, I'm a, for me, let me to explain this. <clears throat> I own shares about. I like staying in an ecosystem. My phone, my tablets, not my computers, interestingly. Um, I just don't like Mac, MacBooks. <laughs> I have one for some video work, but. Just don't really like them. So right now I'm on a PC. Uh, Microsoft, which which to be fair, the operating system wasn't the best 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but it's pretty smooth now. And I find it much easier to use. But anyway, I like staying in an ecosystem. So I like this story, but do I think the HomePod is going to change the way I use Siri, check the temperature, humidity of the, my home, get alerts on smoke or carbon monoxide detectors? <laughs> I think the best feature for me is that they've added spatial audio, which makes it feel like music's coming from all around you. It also supports the new matter standard. What's the new matter standard? Which means it'll work with a new generation of smart home gadgets like light bulbs, doorbells, cameras without users having to worry if the gadget will support an Amazon, Google, or Apple-based smart home hub. The new HomePod's available to order online, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> it'll be black and white. That just seems to me like a very odd announcement. January, I get it. Um, phone sales aren't going as wanted. Kick out some product and make up for a little bit here, a little bit there. Phone sales should get back online as China made a decision back in November, December of 2022. Yeah, okay, this, this stay at home if you're sick. Shut down the whole factory if one person's sick. This isn't working. So we're sending everyone back to work and let there be death. Interesting, right? You don't get a lot of information out of China, but out of the BBC, you're seeing the death rates in China climb on COVID. Reminding me, oh, by the way, um, Moderna has got a new uh, shot, not for COVID, um, but heavily tied towards the rotavirus and some of the lung problems that could come out of uh, getting a severe cold as an elderly person. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I guess I'm okay. The data looks pretty promising. Um, but it does feel like, weren't we just talking about this company to solve and fix COVID? And yeah, it's done a nice job. So, okay, we'll, we'll go with it. United Airlines is rising today after expectations were topped in earnings. Oh, we're in earnings season. So far through earnings season, about 7% of the companies as of yesterday had reported. 70% had beaten the expectations. But the problem with that is expectations get changed 30 days 
40 days before they're due. In the last 30 days, it's quiet period for companies. They're not allowed to up or, or lower their guidance. But 30 days, 31, 32, 40 days, 45, you see a lot of companies lower earnings expectations. So United shares are up today. Americans like to travel right now, and we're spending the money on it. They've upped their revenue. I'm not saying it's safe to go back in the water in transports, but airlines seem to be doing okay. Well, they kind of do, and they kind of don't. Southwest is talking about potentially a strike for their pilots. It's like, oh. Moderna up 7.5% on news that the RSV vaccine is 84% effective in preventing disease. IBM shares are lower after Morgan Stanley downgraded the stock to equal weight from an overweight rating. To me, IBM feels like an 80s or 90s tech stock and you should be stayed away from. It's more of a services company. I don't get it. It's got a fat dividend, which I think some people like. One minute. And if you're looking for dividends, that's fine. I, I, I think you can look there, but I think you could also look elsewhere, like some real estate investment trusts. But um, IBM was used, I mean, it, it was such a big tech company. I'm saying they were the Apple of the 70s and, and the 80s. They were that kind of well thought of to the point that 2001 A Space Odyssey, the computer was named HAL, H-A-L. And a lot of people think that was IBM, one letter back, I to H, B to A, M to L. That's how scared we were of computers taking over our world. Yeti, who makes a really, really cool um, cooler for beer and, and camping, their shares are down. Uh, market perform from outperform, citing risk expectations. They're really expensive. And I have one, and I don't need another one for maybe 10 years. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Let's take a look at some of the headlines out there today. Coca-Cola CEO, he talks, and when he talks, it's a big product. It's well spread out, diversified throughout the world. He's saying the consumer is still doing well. There's an increase in mobility in China. Commodity price pressures have been slightly reduced. It expects inflation pressures will continue to soften. That is a good formula for Wall Street because not as Coca-Cola goes, so goes inflation. But it's definitely one of the components or one of the ideas in there. Amazon target lowered to 125 today from 145. What I liked about this upgrade downgrade is it talks about Amazon Web Services. It talks about growth of about 18%, where retail margins will hit break even during 2023. Um, what's interesting about it is it's their favorite name. It's their top internet mega cap long idea with highly asymmetric risk reward. They see $85 as a downside, $125 as upside. They like those odds. That's an interesting thing to say, because it's not something that comes out of my mouth easy. We're going to be talking with Tony Mendez in just a minute, talking about mortgages and homes. But first, let's hit the 10 biggest cities with the cheapest apartment rents. And what's interesting about this is how many of these cities, let's do a quick test out of 10, how many of them are you going to say yes to that you would want to live there? <clears throat> and give yourself a little reason. Houston, Texas, average rent is $1,349. It's a big area. <laughs> I might want to live in Houston, or if I was 25 years old, I might live in Houston, but man, is it hot during the summer. <clears throat> They've got a lot of culture, um, Museum of Fine Arts, Space Centers, Houston Symphony. Pittsburgh, nope. Average rent's $1,322. Minneapolis, St. Paul, nope. 
Too much ice and snow for me. $1,317 is the average rent. Columbus, Ohio. I know some people who live in Columbus, and they say good things about it. Maybe. Cincinnati, Ohio. I hear nothing but strife come out of that city. Buffalo, New York. Nope. Too cold. People die. St. Louis. I hear there's some lovely parts of St. Louis to live in. Birmingham, Alabama. uh, Too south for me. My parents were from Alabama, and I'm not saying they were hillybillies, but they. <clears throat> my mom thought she could get pregnant by sitting on a toilet seat from when she was like 18. <laughs> oh, mom, I miss you. Tulsa, Oklahoma. <clears throat> nope. Oklahoma City. Nope. Not a lot of desirable places with cheap. Uh, the cheap rents don't create a lot of desirable places for me. How did you do on that test? Let's bring in Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com, a show that can be heard here on KDOW today at 2 and tomorrow at 6 p.m. Tony, how are you? Good morning. Doing well. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about a list of cities that have cheap rent? They all seem to have a, many themes in common. They're either in very cold weather um, in areas that have seen shrinkage of jobs or in the South. Yeah, I think you put it well. It, it, they aren't as desirable as, let's say, for example, the Bay Area or maybe even a Salt Lake City or Phoenix. Some people like that dry weather and they don't like the, you know, the deep South, um, eastern portion of the United States. But, you know, I think it's all about migration. And I think that. Uh, we're going to continue seeing rent. Rents have actually been coming down a little bit um, in some of the you know big metropolitan areas. I think Oakland, San Francisco, um, they've been topping the list. So people have been kind of reevaluating where they want to go as far as rent. And we still have a you know work from home philosophy in some cases. You know it's eased back a little bit. So we might see places that aren't as desirable continue to see the bottom of the list because other places are kind of easing right now. So Tony Mendez is my mortgage lender. He's got a list of services that include conventional loans, investor loans, interest-only loans, private money, hybrid private money, first-time homebuyer programs, second loans, renovation loans, reverse mortgages, jumbo reverse mortgages, and much, much more, including construction loans. Let's talk about something you and I talked about yesterday in the late afternoon. My property management company in North Carolina contacted me and said the renter's out in March. And I was like, you know, I know a lot of people in the Bay Area that want real estate as investment property. But I've seen too many of them say things like, yeah, my mortgage is $4,500 and I charge $3,500 for rent. And I'm like, oof, oof. What's your thoughts on property management as a topic goes? I think it's a great topic. Real estate over many years, especially through, you know, coming out of the Great Recession where people are just buying as many properties as they can. We have investors that would set goals. Like I want to buy a property every year. So a lot of people got into real estate, but they didn't know what they were going to do, how they were going to do it. Were they going to get a property management company? Were they going to try to do it on their own uh, to save a little bit of money? I bet you more people today that are looking to buy investment property are going, Oh, I'm going to do it on my own because I don't want to pay a property management company, but they may have never done it before. So um, it's not what we really advice to somebody who may be an amateur um, or even somebody who has a little bit of experience with property management companies and wants to flip over to self-management. It's a really tough call, uh, Rob, because it's, as you know, property management companies kind of, um, some are as bad as you can be. 
um, and some can be really good where you where you just never have to deal with the property, and that's really what you're looking for sure. out of a good property management company. So it's a tough decision. I've had a property in Raleigh, North Carolina for about 18 years. You and I went to Raleigh 18 years ago. We looked around, had a property, had a real estate agent, then I found a property management company. Probably the best decision I ever made because I think I would have sold it by now. I've had maybe five total tenants. Um, some of them have been really long term. Some of them have been one year and they're out. Um, but the property management company sends me emails like, um, I just got an email yesterday <clears throat> that said, you're charging $1,200 rent. The average rent's $1,800. The renters are, are due to leave in March. What do you want to do? I said, well, do they want to stay? Because then if we don't have to find a new person, that's great. Um, is the property in good condition? They're like, we'll find out. But they want to raise the rate. They want to raise the prices. And I'm reluctant to because I don't like change. And it's pretty amateurish of me. You know, I could be making an extra $7,500 a year easily. Um, if I were just to charge market rents, what do you think about the idea on on that concept of trusting the property management company to do the right thing by you? Well, first, if they're asking you to raise rents, they're they're giving you good information. That's something that you should at least look at and kind of put aside the fact that the more money that they that you charge for a tenant, the more money they make as well because it's a percentage, usually eight to ten percent of the monthly rent. I pay 10%, but I have a really good property management company and I, I haven't had to do anything just like you. Um, so sometimes you want to trust their the gut instinct, but you said something that was really interesting and that is we don't know. You asked them what the condition of the property looks like and they, they said, we don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I had a property where I had that same situation where I had to go and spend $33,000. I had no idea that the Senate had, had destroyed the property. I wanted to raise rents, but if I did, they probably would have said, you got to fix the property up. So I actually spent thirty something thousand dollars to fix the house and decided not to rent it and sell it instead, which was turned out to be, I think, a good idea because I hit it right at the peak of COVID. But that's a tough one. Um, we run into a lot of clients that have rental properties. More often than not, they're not charging market rents because they have that same kind of. Well, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to kick out a tenant, or I don't want them to get pissed off at me and and break a toilet or you know, whatever it might be. And but a lot of tenants are, are leaving money on the table. We have one client that's charging $600 less a month in, than market rents. And just because he likes them. Yeah, you're totally right on that. Um, I've seen more people go bankrupt trying to be landlords themselves than I've ever seen anyone go bankrupt investing or even bankrupt going after cryptocurrencies. Um, because you still have that mortgage every single month, whereas if you lose $10,000 in crypto, you, it's, that's all you lose. Um, so I like professional property management, and um, I, I I think you can help people avoid bankruptcy. It's a really odd thing to say, but I, I think in the Bay Area, there's way too many amateur real estate tycoons. And, and I get it. You turn on the TV and you see Trump, and he's got all these buildings, and you're fired, and you see uh, the flip it shows where they're reality shows, they're scripted, <laughs> they're not non-scripted, um, and we kind of fall for it. it. It looks like an easy way for the average person who doesn't have a college degree to accumulate wealth. And on some levels, it is, but it's also a great way to go bankrupt as well. Thoughts? You know, it's interesting, too, is that when people budget for these transactions, they're, they're looking at a loan, they're looking at the 
you know, what they call the PITI, principal interest tax insurance, the obligation on that house, they, they don't factor in that property management. They, they always look at the best numbers. And they also look at the best rents. So rents usually go up at a, at a nice pace. Uh, but they also go down in some cases. So you have to kind of budget that. And unfortunately, not everybody does it. Again, going back into somebody who has a low interest rate, a low purchase price, they can probably afford not to go uh, to market rents. But if you're buying a property today and you need market rents to qualify, you have to budget that in. Otherwise, it's not going to pencil out. And maybe you should wait. I hear you. How can people find you and where are you on the, the dial, per se? One minute. We do the show on two, uh, Thursday, sorry, Wednesdays at 2 p.m., and we replace Thursday night at 6 p.m., but that's just our radio show. You can find us at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, we have a local Bay Area office here in Lafayette. Um, all the information is at BayAreaLoanSource.com. We also have Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. It's very easy to find us. Thanks very much. It's Tony Mendez. He's a longtime friend of mine as well as my mortgage lender. I work with people like CFP Chad Burton, um, EP Wealth. He works with, I work with, I work with people like Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's got a list of services that's almost too long. Any type of loan you need, he can work with you on. Find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at RobBlack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. Big event coming up in Cupertino, February 9th. Hope to see you there. I try to do a show that's entertaining or infotaining. Sometimes it works better than other days. Um, today, the big stories are Microsoft laying off 10,000 employees, Apple announcing a new HomePod for $299, Moderna up on news that its RSV vaccine is 84% effective in presenting disease in older adults. It's using that RNA technology. I am a believer in science. I don't know if you are or not. I will not judge. Um, that is not the purpose of the show. purpose of the show is to get you to retirement, a job application written by Chat GPT fold recruiters and beat more than 80% of human candidates. This is going to be a year where we talk a lot about artificial intelligence. A lot. We're going to talk a little virtual reality, augmented reality later in the year as Apple's set to show off its developer operating system in the spring for its virtual reality headset. More on that in just a minute. But a job application written by Chat GPT fold recruiters and beat more than 80% of human candidates. This is making me change the way I think about my children going to college. I think society is changing. I think I, I think it's always changing, just for the record. But I think more and more jobs are going to be done by more and more competent artificial intelligence applications. Neil Taylor, the founder of a communication consultancy firm called Schwa, Tested his recruitment team and hiring software to see if they could spot an application written by ChatGPT. They were thoroughly fooled. ChatGPT and other applicants were given a brief that had to be given to actual candidates, asking them to describe the secrets of good writing in 300 words. Interesting, right? According to ChatGPT, the secret of good writing is to be able to tell a good story. I'm like, dang, that's good. For a robot, you're not bad. That's good. 
Um, and the quote that came out was chat GPT was more competent than a lot of bad people who apply to us. Given what we have to do is write things that stand out and get attention. I thought it was a real test. Interesting. Retail sales tumbled today, giving us a, a little bit of a thought that the Federal Reserve may not be raising rates to the moon. Sales of auto dealers fell 1.2%. Gas stations down 4.6%. Gas can be up 5% next month. That's the thing. You, sometimes you have to say, oh, we should report that without gas. Who could be up? Um, someone asked me the other day, why are eggs so expensive? I was like, you know, there was a big case of bird flu last year. And they're like, no, is that like COVID? It's kind of like COVID, but they kill all the birds. Um, not all of them, but if they've been exposed, all of them, because you're not going to do an individual test on every chick. Hey, little chick, let me give you a little, little kick. Can you swap this in your nose? Not going to happen, little chick. I know you're saying, did you just use little chicken swab in their little cute beaks? I did. I did. You never know where their show's going to go, do you? Furniture stores dropped 2.5%. Uh, food services, i.e. drinking places that serve food, uh, down almost 1%. Clothing stores down three-tenths of a percent. Electronics and appliance stores down 1.1%. So the thought is U.S. trajectory on our economy is weakening and recession risks are rising. Those are just some of the big stories of the day. Apple is taking on Meta in virtual reality. It's going to be this year that the fight really gets on. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Is it that kind of game? I ordered a Sony PlayStation 5 VR headset. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be my first home experience with one of those things. Um, but in realistic terms, it, Apple's is looking like $3,000. I may pass on that one. Meta, anything that Facebook Mark Zuckerberg makes in the world of hardware, I'm just going to pass on. And I can be totally wrong because they're they're sinking billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars into it. But like their phone and like some of their 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 picture frames, it's just it's tough to compete with a company that it's in their DNA to do hardware better than you. Uh, TF International Securities Analyst Ming Chi Ku said this month that Apple's headset development was behind schedule due to issues with component testing and the availability of software development tools, meaning mass shipment is likely to be delayed to the third quarter of this year from the second quarter. The latest change to Apple's plan is the indefinite postponement of its augmented reality glasses, which were originally meant to follow the mixed reality headset. A lot going on. So there's going to be, wait, wait, augmented reality glasses and mixed reality headset. Apple will focus on launching a lower cost version of its mixed reality headset as soon as 2024. This year's uh, product is expected to be $3,000. Meta is dominant right now in the extended reality sector, but it's, it's just, it looks bad. It feels bad. And yeah, there's some games like you can play Darth Vader and swing a lightsaber, but you get kind of tired of that repetition. The games aren't all that compelling. There's some out there that are better than others for sure. But if you take a look at, if you go to YouTube, and earlier in the show, I was talking about Google, and one of their secret weapons or alphabet is going to be YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search Sony VR 2, and look at some of the games they got coming up, some of them look pretty cool. Apple will win over Facebook is my assumption. They have a secure ecosystem, or the most complete secure ecosystem out of any of the big tech companies. And let's face it. Um, I use Facebook less and less because through the years, I found like they're a little bit abusive on uh, if you're a teenage girl and you have an eating disorder, 
there's a chance you may be seeing, you know, yeah, skinny's good. Yeah. Skinny, skinny, skinny. Yeah. This is how you lose weight. And like, wait, wait, why is it doing that? Because the algorithm is programmed to push things that teenage girls might buy to stay skinnier and skinnier and hurting their bodies. No, 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 no. Facebook must go. Or maybe this, maybe this, maybe Mark Zuckerberg has to go. How do you feel about that statement? And again, I don't call for people to be fired. That's none of my business. But would I invest in Facebook big time if today he says, you know what? In six months, I'm out of here. I'm going to find a great CEO. I'm going to turn it over to them. I probably would. Home builder sentiment rose in January for the first time in a year thanks to lower mortgage rates. That's a weird thing to say. One thing I didn't get it asked Tony was 2022 was the year of did you get the lowest rate possible? Because they slowly, steadily marched higher. 2023 is actually going to be a year where mortgage rates may slowly march lower. I don't think it's going to be as as one directional as that. But <clears throat> that's the story out there. Gun companies are reckoning with declining demand after a pandemic surge. Isn't that a funny headline? Yeah, I, I've got mixed feelings about guns. And again, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 